Hi, my name is Fernanda. I'm an intuitive coach, and this is At Spiritual Speed, a podcast for enlightenment. My intention here is for you to find inspiration, for you to find gems of knowledge, and for you to see that it is possible to get past where you're at in life. Whether that be a good space, a stagnant space, or a not so good space, I want you to operate at your full potential. I want you to powerfully move forward purposefully move forward and this is the space where you could find that inspiration where you could find that education so let's ascend let's enlighten at your spiritual speed it's the energy man we're like overloading riverside (laughs) i know right we can start off you introduce yourself and let us know a little bit about you and um what you do for a living and whatnot my name is sabrina Um, I am known as woke AF mommy on TikTok, Instagram, and YouTube. Um, and, um, I primarily now help people through their healing journey. So that way they can become in the highest, uh, most optimal vibration so that way they can bring in their most abundant selves and their most abundant lives. I either do that through tarot, um, mediumship. Um, I also do that through past life hypnosis. Reiki, I'm a Reiki master teacher as well, um, as well as being a musician. So I have several different ways that I like to explore and meet with my clients or people or whomever that I'm co- I come across with, but that's basically what I do for a living which I'm very blessed to do. I'm very happy to be able to do that. (laughs) And that's how I found you. I found you on TikTok a little over a year ago, right? And then we started our mentorship. We started mentoring me around February. And I remember the beginning of this year and you were like, hey, you need to get on YouTube. You need to start recording stuff. And I was like, no, I'm scared. I got to do, I got to do some stuff still. And then here we are. just like you said to do the beginning of the year yeah I remember meeting you and going like wait a second I think you can do what I do and you should like you should do this because you'd be very good at it <laughs> it's amazing that yeah those couple months that we were working together were just like you and my therapist are extremely like huge reasons why I am where I am right now and I'm oh, walking into awesome. I know from experience what you do and how amazing you are with helping people find themselves and pull out their purpose and transmute their energy. So huge. Yeah. (laughs) Amazing. Thank you. Yeah. One of the things that I really, I, I mean, if I can say this myself, like I feel like I'm good at helping people find the root of their trauma and helping them work through that, the healing. Um, I don't like to say necessarily release the trauma mm-hmm. because it doesn't, it, that doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah. Like if you break your arm, you're not going to cut off your arm. Yeah. <laughs> that would be ridiculous. <laughs> right. But you need like, you know, the eight weeks of rest, right. After that traumatic event where you broke your arm. Right. And then you probably will need some physical therapy in order to be able to use your arm at its optimal level again, like you were before. And I feel like the same is true for trauma. 
you can't like just kind of say, well, it never existed. That would be like saying, well, I never broke my arm. Yeah. Right. You're always going to have the memory of that, like falling out of the tree when you were a kid or something like that. Um, but it's about like taking those experiences and applying them in your everyday life. But how do we get to the point where you're not afraid of it anymore? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. That's, that's the point. That's what I, that's what I feel like I specialize in. Um, but unlike a therapist, the therapist will be like, okay, let's like work through it. Like it takes several sessions in order to get to the point where um, we're now at the root of the problem. Because I have tarot and because I'm intuitive, um, that'll come out sometimes in the first 20 minutes, five minutes. I mean, depends on the session with the client, you know? Yeah. I love that. I love so, you like your arm, right? Because you can't live without your arm. We need the arm. We're not going to cut it. Right. Off, but how do you heal it? How do you mend it? It's still useful. So let's mm-hmm. find our way around that, which is unique to everybody, right? Yes. Yes. Like, so trauma is trauma, but everybody's trauma is unique to them. And how do we get to the point where, um, it is now a tool in your toolbox rather than a trigger in your toolbox. Quote her, please quote her. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Cause it's all for something, right? Like you taught me that you were like, everything is power. Everything is for a reason. How, like you said, how do we make it a tool? And that is when you have that in your mind and you're working with somebody like yourself, that's intuitive. You could talk to my spiritual team. It's the, the, there's no limit to what you can do. Right. That's exactly right. Yeah. Um, and that's something that I had to really, I had to figure out for myself very, um, very quickly. Um, when I, when I embarked on this, um, well, not very quick, I, I guess, quickly isn't the right word. I guess like over time, you know, you start to figure out how to do this. But when I started doing more and more readings, um, I would get clients coming in for their one-on-one sessions for their readings and their trauma was similar to my own trauma. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, so I had to, I guess that's the reason why it was quick because especially in like the very first clients I ever had that triggered or reminded me of my own personal trauma in various aspects throughout my life. Mm-hmm. Um, I had to be like, well, wait a second. Um, I'm, I'm drawing from my own experience, right? Like my, so the way my intuition works is my guides will show me my own trauma. They'll show me memories or they will actually like, pick me up and put me in the memory of my client. Um, So sometimes it's really intense when it's like that, but other times when they're like, it's like this, like when they're showing me a comparison where they're like, it's like that time you fell out of the tree Mm. or it's like that time you got in a car accident or it's like that time, um, you know, maybe sometimes it's a little heavier, like sexual abuse. Um, It's like that time. And I have to go, okay, I need to be able to be completely okay and comfortable with the fact that that's, that is something that happened in my history, mm-hmm. in my life. And now I'm going to draw from that and everything that I ever learned and everything I ever did to heal and apply that and now 
pass that on, forward it onto this person, this other soul that's here with me. Does that yeah. make sense? So I can't, I can't sit there and have a meltdown with them. Right. Yeah. Like I have to like apply it now. Um, and I think that's been like one of the biggest blessings. Um, yeah. yeah. I think if everybody had that experience of like teaching, right. And applying their own experience to the next person, like healing would happen a lot faster. I think, I, I don't know. It's like a domino effect, right? And that's what you're doing. You're like this beautiful wildfire that's spreading this power and this confidence throughout the collective through your clients. Cause you taught me that. And then I get to go on yes. with my clients that. So it's just the domino effect is so real. And that's that the confidence, the spiritual confidence that you give your clients. It's just, it's priceless what you do. Um, so glad. thank you. You're welcome. You mentioned like protecting yourself too. So you go in these sessions and you learn how to protect yourself from the jump. And then on top of that, now there's a teacher, the mentor aspect, right? Of protecting yourself. And mm -hmm. how, how, you taught me how to do my white light over you and call it Archangel Michael. hundred percent. I was taught by one of my cousins, actually, who's also very intuitive. Like, I'm very fortunate to come from an intuitive family. It wasn't something that, like, it was at the forefront of our family life. But um, I have a cousin that, like, dove really deep into her into her spiritual life and her intuition. And, um, she taught me how to do, how to pull in the white light into my crown. Um, and basically what that is, is that it's a meditation and I, um, like you can sit in silence, but I like to listen to Tibetan singing bowls or, um, what's it called? Uh, binaural beats. Um, but it started with Tibetan singing bowls for me. And, um, I would listen to that and meditate and I would just breathe in the white light. I would visualize the white light coming into my crown and I would breathe it in and I would allow the white light to go into like every square inch of my body. And I would breathe out darkness, negativity, anxiety, stress, anything that I didn't want. Um, and I did that for several years and, um, and then as I started to get into Dolores Cannon, um, and then I started taking her, her, I took her class, her first class to become a past life, uh, regressionist, uh, which is in hypnosis. And in that class, the subconscious talks about doing a pyramid, the pyramid of protection. And so I kind of combine like, it's kind of combining the two of them. And I think Dolores Cannon does talk about this in the class where you have like the white light coming into your crown, but the pyramid is here mm -hmm. and it's a four pointed pyramid. And I love it because I visualize myself inside of this pyramid and I visualize like energy that's like, cause you can't control, I can't control like what's happening around me. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's ridiculous. The only thing I can control is myself, right? When you do your TikTok readings, you start that protecting your space. So I know that's really pivotal for you and making sure that you're operating at your highest self. Yeah, I don't do a, a single reading without uh, first saying that prayer. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if it's like the Catholic in me. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm not a practicing Catholic anymore, but, you know, growing up with that, I, 
you know, I def you definitely take things with you, right? It's just like trauma, like it's, you keep it, it, it stays with you, right? Yeah, <laughs> but learning how to use it in a different way is a different tool and a different energy right. than you were when you were 10 years old in the church. 100%, yeah. yeah. So yeah, and I, you know, over time, I just kind of created those prayers. Like, um, I know that I'm known for stop scrolling my love and... Yeah um right like I know that I'm known for that but it just kind of came to me one day and it just it kind of stuck so I'm really glad it works it works for me so we're just going to keep doing it in your spiritual journey how did that start you said that you have a cousin that's spiritual and it's kind of in the family well like I was saying I, I grew up Catholic um I was super Catholic like I even wanted to be a nun at one point Whoa. um that did not work out for me <laughs> Um, turns out sex is really nice and, um, <laughs> I, I worked in the Catholic church as a musician. So a lot of people, um, in the spiritual, I guess, community don't know, like I was a professional musician for 20 years and I played the viola professionally and I'm a classically trained violist. Um, so I had, um, music jobs. I, I gigged for a really long time and I played at a lot of churches, Catholic, um, Christian. Um, I played all over the place. I played in Jewish rituals and bat mitzvah, bat mitzvahs and stuff like that. So I, I played in a lot of different things. Um, and um over time like doing all of those gigs like you just kind of see how everything is kind of the same yeah. and the biggest thing that i took away from all of those years as a musician playing all of these services was the amount of power that institutions like religions mm -hmm. were we're wanting, having, and going after from the common person. Mm -hmm. And I know that's like a really taboo thing to talk about, but I'm going to talk about it okay. because um, I realize how power hungry some people are. Not everybody is like that. There are absolutely people yeah. in these institutions that are really there for the right pe for the right reasons, and they're there for the people. And I've met those people, and they're wonderful, wonderful people. And I've had um incredible mentors that i've met through these institutions but a lot of people were just very power hungry mm -hmm. and um and it really shied me away from wanting to continue my religious journey yeah. inside of an institution um and i just kind of lost my way for a while i remember before I knew I was talking to my guides, I was, I thought I was talking to God. Right. Mm -hmm. And I was talking to my guides and I was like, I really want to get married. I really want this life. I really want kids and all that stuff. And they were like showing me a different path. And they were like, well, you could be known as a spiritual person. And I was like, that just sounds crazy to me. Yeah. Like, you know, and I also was afraid to be known as a crazy person who could talk to spirits because I had been a medium since I was a child. Mm. So I didn't, because, well, that's partially because my, when I told my family that I was seeing spirits, 
they told me that I was like attention seeking. Oh. Right. Right. So I was just like, well, I don't want to go down that path anymore. Like, I don't want to be known as crazy. My awakening was realizing how much of myself I had given away mm. and how much power I had given away and how blind I was yeah. to several truths. Um, and so I started, um, I couldn't sleep. I think I lost like 20 pounds in 20 days or something like that. It was something ridiculous. Like it was like 20 or 30 pounds in a month. And, um, I had so much stress hormones pumping through my body that like the stress hormones started to like seep through my pores. And I remember like, I couldn't sleep. Like I can't do this. Like I was, I was just a mess. And I started walking and anybody that comes and talks to me, like knows that like, I will like promote walking as much as possible. Um, I started walking and I remember the very first day, like I put on my yoga pants I put on my shoes and put on a jacket and it was, it must've been 4.45 in the morning. Whoa. So I remember stepping foot outside and it was pitch black still and it was cold and it was March and I was like, okay, so I think somebody's there. Mm. Because at this point, I hadn't prayed, I hadn't talked to God, God, right? And I knew, I knew from all the years in my past that I could hear. Yeah. I could hear a voice, right? Mm -hmm. And so I, um, I kept talking and they were talking back and I was it was just a really weird experience because I was like I think you guys are called my spirit guides and it was like a ding 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 like yay you figured it out right and that's kind of how it started and um I would talk to my guides um in the mornings do that every day I did that every day for seven months and I got tons of downloads i remember having a conversation with jesus at the kitchen table like because that i remember there was a moment when i realized everything that i had ever learned and everything that i'd ever been taught was a lie and i was like bro you better get over here now like we need to have a conversation now like i know you're real and i know i'm real but something isn't adding up like get over here now and i remember jesus just kind of be like yeah so it didn't go the way as planned and um i know like for you like in our conversations like you have a very close connection to holy mother um and i yeah she yeah there's it's the home girl right and like and i have actually over time also developed like a very close relationship with Freya, which is also who Holy Mother is modeled after. And, um, and I've developed a close relationship. Like Jesus has never gone away from me, but Freya has like become more and more of a prominent um, energy for me. And the more I go down this journey, like when you ask about my awakening and my journey, like, I realized there was a moment in all of this when I was not with the person I was supposed to be with. Mm -hmm. I realized that um, 
I was with like a karmic partner. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And I remember one day in meditation, so I started meditating morning and night and I was walking every morning and I was journaling a ton and I was doing positive affirmations and I was doing three to five things every morning that I was grateful for. Um, and I started gardening a lot and I started like letting my kids like play in the dirt and the mud and I would tell them like let's see who can get the dirtiest by you know five or six o'clock you know who's gonna earn their bath time today um and um but there was a moment I remember this is really significant and it's like actually like kind of like terrifying for me to talk about um but I remember there was a moment when I knew that my person was out there mm -hmm. and I knew my current husband at the time was not it. Yeah. And I called them in mm. and I remember sitting down one day and I was like, you know what? I'm going to call this person in and I'm going to be specific. Yes. I'm going to talk about how they are with their mother. I'm going to talk about um, their hairline. I'm going to talk about things that they do for a living. I'm going to talk about like their height. Yeah. I'm going to talk with like, and so I wrote down literally, and it's not just like, Oh, I just want somebody who's like super nice and kind, funny and smart. Like, you know, they got their stuff together. I'm like, no, I'm way beyond. I tried that already. Like I'm way beyond this. I want like my person and I can see them. Yeah. I know who they are. Yeah. And the thing that I've realized is that you are, if you are in a divine counterpart, um, journey, cause not everybody is, mm -hmm. if you are in a divine counterpart journey, if that resonates with you, you know what your person looks like. Whew, that is heavy. Yes. It's amazing. You know what they're like. You know where, you know what, like, it's almost as if you can see their smile. You can like, like in every relationship that you have, you're like, why doesn't this resonate? And I want more of this and I want more of that. And this part doesn't work for me. And it's because your divine counterpart will provide and be all of those things with you. Yeah. I believe that. I always say I have like an impossible version of a person I'm going to end up with, but it's not impossible. It's just, I know when they show up, it'll be them because I have that list very specific. So right. there'd be no doubt in my mind. Like, yep, that one's it. Yes. So I sat and I manifested this person and they showed up um, and it was amazing. But yeah, I ended up manifesting my person and it was incredible, but they were 3000 miles away. Ooh. Wow. Was that part of, that was not, that was not part of the plan. <laughs> I forgot to put geography. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. Like I'm dead serious. <laughs> so this, for everybody listening to this, when you're ready to manifest your person, please include geography. <laughs> One of the things that I also put down is that like they have their own therapist because I never wanted to have the conversation with my person, like the importance of having their own therapist and why their own mental health is important to our uh, like 
um, relationship health, I guess you could say, right? That's something that I, I remember putting down. It's 111 right now. I'm sorry. I just had to like mention the synchronicities. Oh, and 11 <laughs> seconds. I looked at my watch. It said 111 and 11. No. <laughs> oh, that's wild. <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I love the synchronicities. About the partner being specific, which I love that. And I love you. You had uh, mentioned a part of when you're on this divine journey, the person that you're going to bring in and the awareness of them that was really good I that. okay yeah so that's like actually kind of like a weird thing so i i believe that when you are calling in your divine counterpart there are a couple of things that go along with that mm -hmm. the first thing is is that your divine counterpart only exists in your highest possible timeline yeah okay now the biggest reason why a lot of my messages that are on TikTok, Patreon, YouTube, wherever you see my videos is about choosing yourself is because you eventually get to the point where on your healing journey, you can only go so far. And this is only if you are on the divine counterpart track. Mm -hmm. Not everybody is on that. Some people are like, I mean, people listening to this are like, yeah, that totally does not resonate with me. Like, I just, I, I'm not like, I know that I'm supposed to be like on my own track. Like, and that's perfectly fine. But if you are on the divine counterpart track, you can only go so far, um, in your healing journey. And then you will eventually bring, you will call in your, uh, your divine counterpart. So like the healing, can only go so far with yourself, with your therapist, with your spiritual guide, you know, whoever your mentor is, whatever, whoever that it is that you're working with, mm -hmm. um, or even your divination tools. Yeah. And then at some point you do need your divine counterpart in order to continue that ascension and healing journey. Mm -hmm. And that is, that is something that I do know for a fact. Yeah. The balance of life with that specific path that certain people might be I I think for like yeah because I I think what's happening there is that like you have to you have to come correct mm -hmm. you know you know like at a certain point like you can't like part one of the biggest reasons why relationships fail is because of unresolved trauma mm -hmm. so like you have all these triggers right and then you're mad at your partner because they're triggering you yeah. and you're like well hold on a second, like, is your trigger, if, if I'm triggering you, is that my fault? Mm -hmm. Or do you still have healing to do? Yeah, accountability. Right? Accountability, exactly. So there needs to be enough self-reflection um, and accountability mm -hmm. in your own personal self, in your own life, in your own journey, in the individual in order for you then to come to a partner and go, um, I know that when they said, you know, um, whatever they said, right? Like going out to dinner could be like a really easy thing. So let's say, let's say like you're in a relationship, right? It was a toxic relationship and somebody asks you, what do you want to go for dinner? Like, what do you want for dinner? You're like, I don't know, like, I don't know what I want for dinner. And they're like, make up your fucking mind already. And you're like, whoa, there's a lot of aggression coming from that, right? Yeah. So when somebody says something that like that to you and 
all of a sudden you're like, okay, well, you get into like this fight or flight survival mode, mm -hmm. right? With your partner, right? And so you, you, this becomes like a trauma, mm -hmm. right? This is like a verbal abuse and this is like emotionally very taxing on you. So now all of a sudden, like your adrenaline's up, your heart rate's up, you're secreting stress hormones. And all of a sudden you're like, uh, well, I guess we'll go here. And next thing you know, you're going to the same place every single time you go out or the same like few places every single time because you're just like, well, I know I can choose this place. I know we won't fight if we go there. And that's just how it's going to be, even though I want to try new places, even though I want to try this. Right. Yeah. So let's say you get out of that relationship, right, where somebody is finally not telling you to hurry up and pick a place for dinner, mm -hmm. and you get into a new relationship with a divine counterpart, and they ask you what you want for dinner, and you say, I don't know, uh, but I guess we can go here. Mm -hmm. And then they immediately pick up on your anxiety, yeah. your tone of voice changes, right? They pick up on your shoulders, maybe shrugging or whatever, mm -hmm. right? And they're like, wait, honey, like, what's going on? Like, do you really want to go there? Yeah. Are you even hungry? Right? Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, you're like, wait a second. I guess I don't want to eat there. And I don't know what I want. And that's okay. Yeah. Right? Like, just simple little things. Or another example is a couple, like, you're used to saying sorry, because you're always, like, been made to feel like you're the person in the wrong, especially in narcissistic relationships. Yeah. Right? And then all of a sudden you're with a couple is like, or with a person you're with your divine counterpart. And they're like, why are you always saying sorry? Like, you don't have to say sorry to me. Like, uh, like there's nothing to be sorry about. I love you. Like you can exist without being sorry about any part of your existence. Like patterns, right? Like relationship. Yes. But also you think about life patterns that I think you remember with, and you mentioned that in the beginning is seeing how people get used to operating in a certain way. And you're just, you're applying that to every aspect of life. So for you, how do you stay present in, in a space where you're able to operate at your highest timeline and not letting those old patterns come back in? Cause they try to creep in every now and then. That is a great question. That is an amazing question. First of all. Um, so I think for me, the thing is, is that I had to recognize um, what peace felt like. I had to go after what I wanted more than anything. And for me, it was peace. Mm -hmm. And um, anything that did not resonate or did not fit with peace and the energy of peace or what I felt like was peace. Mm -hmm. Um, I had to let go that included that. And unfortunately, and I know this is like the hardest part for a lot of people on their Ascension journey, mm -hmm. but the biggest part of that is people. And, um, I think that if you have people around you who are constantly, um, maybe talking negatively about other people and that that's something that you just don't want to do. You don't want to talk negatively about other people. Um, you know, those relationships need to end. It's like, for me, it's cutting out people who do not allow you to be at peace. And sometimes that's nobody in your life. Accountability. Right? Be you. You are taking right. away. <laughs> right. So realizing that nobody's coming to save you. 
you are in control of your life and you get to create the life that you want. Yes, that part. You that get part. to do it. You are in control. You have control of that life, your life. Yes, yes, you get to do it. Yes. So if you wake up and if you're like on your ascension journey or if you're like in your awakening, right? And you're like, holy shit, I hate my life. What is wrong with my life? Well, take an inventory of the people that are in your life take an inventory of what you're doing, like, as far as your career, like, how are you making money? Are you making money? You know, is that how much money you want to make? Do you want to make more money? You know, that's also a really big part of this whole thing, too. Some people are just like, I'm living paycheck to paycheck, and I'm tired of it. Yeah. Um, so that's also a really big part of it. And the other thing is, too, is that, um, like, if these people that are surrounding you, whether it be family, friends, co-workers, acquaintances, if they are not contributing and bringing your energetic level to a place of peace, if they do not allow you to function at a place of peace, yeah. then these people have to go. Like you said, that um, taking inventory is inner, outer, external, and that goes into the tarot. There's so many spreads that are like with and without, right? All of it is right. an influence in your life and it all affects everything. Yeah. So I think for me, it was about releasing the people, allowing them to fall away. Mm -hmm. um, and as like a recovering people pleaser, and also as a, as a former, as a former professional musician, I'm still like, I'm still at the professional level. Yeah. I just don't do that for a living anymore. Um, it was like a, um, I, I was in an industry where it was all about who you know, mm -hmm. right? And um, and so, like, it's really easy to be, like, in that industry and realize, like, wow, I have no real friends, Yeah, you know? Um, so I think it was also a matter of, like, releasing all of those people. Mm -hmm. um, and then a lot of people who I thought were friends, you know, I had to release a lot of those people. And I realized that once my life became extremely simplified, I was the happiest I had ever been. Mm -hmm. Keep it simple. Kiss. <laughs> yeah. We overcomplicate yes. you, right? As human beings. I'm like, we overthink. We get, it's the best salesperson up here and it'll sell us some BS. And that's where the spiral starts. And then, but realizing like, well, where did, where did that programming come from? Mm -hmm. And reprogramming the brain. So that way you're operating in a place that you want to live at. Makes sense. It's the inner, the outer. It all has an effect on how we operate and what we get out of life. Because like you said, if you don't want that, if, you don't, if you're not happy with this version of life, then change it. Uh, exactly. Where we're sick and tired of being sick and tired. Not with my change. I got sick and tired of being sick and tired and you could either stay there. And I tell people, look, I could give you a reading. You could go with this or you could do what you want. Cause if you like it, I love it. It's your life, you know, but you have the option to do better if you want. Yes. A hundred percent. Yeah. So when you start to do readings for people and you're seeing this thing, right? Cause when you, when you start your healing journey, you realize like, okay, I'm like at maybe like this energetic frequency. And then as you continue your healing journey, you're like, 
oh wow, I'm like up here soaring with the eagles. Yeah. I'm up here like at the mountaintops, right? Yeah. You're in, you know, you're like in the sky, like you're able to see so many things from a different perspective. So when you start doing readings for people, you're like, hey, I'm letting you know that like, I've got this like eagle eyes perspective. Yeah. Okay. And uh, like, I'm letting you know that the path that you're going on, it's like, gonna crash and burn um you may want to do this and again if people have free will yeah um they're gonna do what they're gonna do and that's okay but mm -hmm. you made the better choice you in a, there's a powerful purpose to what you do and it's bigger thank you to you like i said it's that domino effect you help all these clients that you have right like each of them are just spreading that word they're spreading that power that's insane yeah it's like veins of just beauty going throughout the world <laughs> Yeah, it's beautiful. That's like the whole idea, because I think the whole the whole thing um, started in one of those morning walks for me, um, and I think you can still see it actually on. It might be the first or second video that's posted on my TikTok. Oh wow! Um, and I look like a mess, but it's early in the morning, and. Um, and I remember it had been several months that I had been doing my walks. Mm -hmm. And I remember finally getting to the point where I loved myself because I didn't. Mm -hmm. I didn't. I, I will say that, yeah, like when I began this journey, I didn't love myself. Yeah. And I thought it was weird to even say like I love myself. Yeah. Right? And so... I remember being elated and blissful and overjoyed, right? That I was like, I love myself. Like, I think I'm awesome. Yeah. And I wanted to share this with somebody. And I had this like really um, overwhelmingly, like just this overwhelming sadness come over me mm -hmm. when I realized that I didn't know a single person that I could call and share this with. Mm. Like, I didn't know anybody that, like, who had talked about healing and growth and loving themselves in such a profound way that I had now discovered. Yeah. And, um, and I had come to, and I was just like, well, I can't have this. Like, I, I don't want, I don't want the whole world to, not know this feeling mm -hmm. and that was the reason why I started posting mm -hmm. and it was like well if I can figure this out I know that I can teach other people how to figure this out because um part of also being a musician I was a teacher for 20 years oh, wow. so so I was like well if I can teach anybody how to play the violin which is one of the hardest instruments to learn yeah. I was like well I can teach people how to do this I can teach people how to love themselves. Yeah. Like this is, yeah, mm -hmm. this is like totally worth everybody's time. Mm -hmm. Like it's how we're brought up too, right? It's like, don't be conceited. Don't be full of yourself. And it's like, no, that's yeah. not it. I mean, there's ego in that too. Right. But like in a, in, a, in a way that you and I are talking about, it's no, I just love, and I've done the work to know that I'm valuable and to know and be very aware that eagle eye, right? Mm -hmm. I have an eagle eye vision of myself. We know what we bring to the table and they're very humble 
way where you want to surround yourself with people that are a reflection of you. Because I, I love to say, if you hang out with five millionaires, you're going to be the six. You are who you surround yourself with. So yes. I love that you're on online just preaching to everybody and letting them know. And even the way you started with stop scrolling, my loves, it's like, yes. Do you need something? <laughs> and then you hear this beautiful message. You get this beautiful insight and something in it hits for everybody, I'm sure. So it's, I love yeah. that that's an intention of yours to go out there and just show people how to love, how to just be a human being and know how to love yourself. Thank you. I, um, I had to relearn how to be human mm. and I had to, I had to learn how to love myself and allow myself to be the star of the show because realizing like, um, every narcissist that had ever told me, well, no, it's not about you and realizing actually, no, it is about me. Like last I checked, this is my life yeah. and my life is completely about me. Yeah. So I want to do what I want to do. Mm -hmm. I'm the star of this show. This one right here. Ex yeah, right? exactly. <laughs> I tell my kids, take up all your space. You don't ever take up no one else's, but you know, this higher power gave us a 10 by 10 to work with. Take up every single little centimeter of that 10 by 10. Yes. 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 And that's the joy, mm -hmm. right? And realizing like, and putting all of that energy into yourself. And that was the other thing I should mention too, is that like, I realized how much energy I was putting into like this relationship that I was getting nothing back from. Right. Yeah. And, um, and I was like, well, what if I start putting the energy back into myself? Mm -hmm. And then it's so much easier said than done when you're coming out of a narcissistic, like a narcissist abusive relationship yeah. because you're a people pleaser, right? You're codependent. Um, and then you're like, well, actually maybe, maybe I don't need them in order to survive. Yeah. That's hard. Like, that's a scary process. I don't have to serve somebody. Then what do I do with myself? <laughs> right. Redirect the energy. That's in my former book. Right. And he's like, when you redirect the energy and put it on yourself, you will be surprised what happens in life. Right. So with everything that we had talked about, finding your spirituality and realizing what we'll do a whole, we could do a whole other video about spirituality in the church and all that fun stuff because like you said yes. it's taboo, but I, I really think it's something that a lot of people are open to talking about so we'll save that for another day but with everything okay great had the last couple of years and being in this beautiful spot and sharing with people how to ascend and enlighten in their journey what what has been your favorite lesson through all of it I don't know if any lesson is my favorite first of all <laughs> <laughs> um but I think the most profound realizing that my intuitive gifts are very powerful mm -hmm. and that I am very powerful and that I, um, I'm not crazy. Yes. That's what a lot of people need to hear. You are not crazy. You have a high, you have a bigger purpose. There's a bigger team behind you trying to communicate with you. I love that. Right. I'm not crazy. I think that has been the most profound. Mm. Um, I have studied, I'm now a Reiki master teacher. I have studied hypnotherapy and past life regression. I've studied tarot. I've studied 
pendulums, I've studied sage and crystals and all of that stuff. I think all of that needs to come from the foundation that you are intuitive, that you are gifted, and that you are sane. Yeah. There is nothing wrong with you and that you are not crazy, that you are absolutely beautiful and perfect exactly the way you are right now in this moment. They make me cry. I feel like we're back in a session. I feel like we're back in the mentoring sessions. (laughs) (laughs) That spiritual safe space that you give your clients into the collective. It's honoring who they are and helping them honor themselves. Absolutely. It's so important. Absolutely. What does 2024 look like? We've got a couple weeks left in the year and I know you've had an amazing year. You blew up on TikTok. You're doing great. You're just, I, I want, you and my therapist, I'm like, everybody needs Sabrina and Loretta in their lives, please. <laughs> <laughs> Thank <laughs> you. What would change in one year if you have sessions with, you're just amazing and I absolutely adore you. What does 2024 look like? Thank you. Thank you. Well, I definitely want to get an online store going. I want to, um, I really want to get that going in 2024. Um, I wish it could have started in 2023. I just had a lot of transitions and I need to honor myself in that way. Um, but 2024, it definitely feels like the year where I'm going to start an online store. I would love to get a storefront eventually at some point, but if that's not in the cards, that's okay. Um, but I also want to see, I want to challenge myself um, <clears throat> with how many people I can help. I want to, I want to challenge myself in that way. And I want to help people, um, really figure out their track. Like if you are on a divine counterpart track, if you are on a single track, um, if you are on a nomadic track and I want to help people figure that out. And with the amount of people that I have, um, I've met, I know that I know a lot of people who are able to guide and um, mentor um, depending on what track you're on, Mm -hmm. right? So I'm on a divine counterpart track Mm -hmm. and right. And then there's the divine masculine, divine feminine that goes along with that, right? So how do we help you get into your highest possible timeline so you can call in your divine counterpart? If you're on the single track, how do we get you to figure out like, what is your path? Like, are you supposed to be doing this, 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 and then nomadic, right? Like, how do we get you into a place where you are bringing in passive income so you can afford your nomadic lifestyle? So you are like, usually nomadic people are um, really amazing, beautiful lighthouses or beacons and they go around the world and they spread their light everywhere. Um, and so that's something that I really, I just want to continue to help people. And I want to see how many people I can help. I can't wait to see yeah. people. Like I said, I will preach till the day the, this guy takes the last breath out of my lungs. And I'm <laughs> this woman will help you get to where you want to and should be in life. Thank you. I'm so glad. I'm so glad. <laughs> and here we are recording your podcast. It's amazing. Literally because of the beginning of the year. <clears throat> you need to be doing something. Get online. And I was like, that's ridiculous. And here we are. 
So I need to No, it's not ridiculous. It's amazing. <laughs> you look so incredible too. Like oh. you're asking like incredible questions and like I'm honestly like these are some of the best questions ever. So I feel like you're doing such an amazing job <laughs> if I can say that. And also, my dad called he called me Miss Know It All because he's like, Why do you ask so many questions? You just have to know everything, don't you? And I'm like, There's so much knowledge, Dad. I gotta know everything. I've always been a very inquisitive person, which you picked up on before I I even put two and two together, which is why I, yeah. I and you know, our last session, I had a whole complete, was my tower moment the last time I talked to you, because I was just breaking yeah. down. And then you were like, you know what, what is a path look like? Is it going to go? But like, you're like, you said it, you have the options. What do you want to do? We've gone over them all year. Yes. It's time to make a choice. So. Yes. I'm so, and I just, if you, a storefront, yes, please. Like just there and help everyone. <laughs> really fun. It's going to be amazing. Like it is going to be online and you said possibly brick and board. Um, I definitely want to start online first and then I want to see how it goes. Um, I definitely want to do that. Um, and I want to see what happens with that, but more than anything, I just, I want to keep helping people. I want to see how far I can go with that. And, um, I don't know, I might, I might start making some music again. Um, I might, I might maybe release a single that might be really fun. That would be, um, imagine pairing the two that would, like previous and now. Yeah, it would be wild. It would be really wild. Like I would, um, there's this, there's a couple songs that I've got kind of in my, that they've been like tucked away and, um, the few people that have heard them are like, you got to release them. So, um, maybe in 2024, we'll see, we'll see a couple singles come from me. That might be really fun too. <laughs> so let's say that there's like, you know, in the future, they make a video, a movie out of your life. What would be the oh my song God. to your life movie? <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Well, first of all, like, so I remember you sent me these questions and I, and I was like, I've been really thinking about them a lot. Just the idea of anybody making a movie out of my life just sounds like really insane, but also it'll be a really good movie. So <laughs> with, that, <laughs> with that being said, I think I definitely want to, um, start with uh, an homage to the beginning of my life, which was so much classical music and classical training. Um, because I am a classically trained musician. Um, and I, it would either have to be like, um, there's this piece that I really love and, um, it's by Smetna called, um, the Maldow. Mm. And it's all about the ocean. Um, I grew up in California and the ocean was like a really big part of my life. Um, <clears throat> but also I had a past life where my person was a pirate Ooh. and I waited for them. And, and I also had a past life where I was, where I took land from natives mm. from the, from the, uh, that lived close to the ocean. Okay. And, um, and so I, I have this like very tumultuous relationship with the ocean. Um, so yeah, I, I, I definitely have a past life where my divine counterpart died out at sea and I waited oh. and 
Um, and then like living in California, you know, growing up near the ocean. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, that was like a, it's a big part of it. So Smetna, the Moldau, Mm -hmm. um, so that would be like the first, that would probably be the opening. Yeah. Um, and then I just, um, I fallen in love with like the new Beatles song this past week. That would absolutely be the closing credits. Really? Perfect timing. Yes. It just came out. Yeah. It just came out this past week and it's about divine counterparts. Um, yeah, it's all about it. It's just like, you know, it's not like very upbeat or anything like that. Um, my story is definitely a love story. A hundred percent. Both of those songs after this. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Let me find you on your social medias. Do you have Patreons? Where are you at? Yeah, so I'm on I'm on TikTok. Um, my handle everywhere is Woke AF Mommy, and that is spelled W-O-K-E-A-F-M-A-M-I. Um, and I am on TikTok, I am on Instagram, I am on Patreon, and I am on YouTube. Whew, everywhere. All the good stuff. And then all the good I'll, places. I'll link all those too. If you're good with that, I'll link them down so people can Thank you. Easily. Yeah. Oh my God. Absolutely. And complete full circle for me. You've done a lifetime of work to get here. <laughs> and I am so grateful for that. And As have you. Our man is <laughs> just in 2024 is just let the store bloom all the blessings and the goodness for that i'm so excited likewise to you um it's gonna be an amazing year well can i ask you what what do you want what do you want for 2024 what is like what, yeah what does it look like for you um it was funny you talked about the, the nomadic path and out of all those definitely the, the nomadic path i think that's gonna be my jam i told my kids i was like how do we feel about like moving to Costa Rica for six months and then Mexico for six months? And they were like, sure, why not? And I'm like, well, look, if everyone's down, I want to do that. I want to take this on the road. I want to travel with it. I want to talk to everybody similar to you, um, spreading encouragement, you know, meeting people like yourself and they're living proof that you can do it. I want, everybody needs to hear this. And they need to learn yes. to get taught by people like you, by you, your team, if you bring people on board. So just kind of spreading the word. I, oh my gosh, that's amazing. I, I'm all the yes, all the yes, a hundred percent. It's going to be good. I'm excited. And if you spend six months anywhere, I have to go visit you. Imagine <laughs> that would be wild. <laughs> That'd be so fun. <laughs> Everybody helping him. <laughs> Like get interviewed, get a reading, and then go play the beach. <laughs> oh my yes, please let's do that immediately. <laughs> I wouldn't even be surprised. I feel like our lives have been so crazy that it's like the most outlandish things are like mm, that just might happen. Actually, <laughs> it just might happen, and you know we're just gonna start manifesting it. That's it. <laughs> Love it so much. <laughs> I am forever and like just you've done so much for me. So thank you. That's all I could say. Thank you for allowing me into your energetic field as always. And thank you for allowing me here in your space. Um, it is a pleasure to connect with you and the millions of people that I'm connecting with every day. Um, I'm extremely humbled every single day by the people that reach out and comment. And I just, it feels like a dream. It feels like a dream that this is what I get to do. Um, I, I get to help people. I get to, I, I get to, I get to do this.
That's the last part. Thank you. That's the last part. We're going to end with that. This is living proof, people, that if you do the work and you put the intention, you're a good person, this is what you get to be. (laughs) Wonderful. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Have an amazing day. Thank you for having me. Bye. Thanks, you too.